Welcome. You've got mail. Hey everyone, welcome back to another week of the mail-in. I'm Kayla and I'm here with Brett. What's going on, Kayla? How are you? You know, not much, just hanging out, doing the damn thing. Uh, it's a beautiful Wednesday in beautiful, Austin, Texas. Beautiful, beautiful Wednesday. Been it's been really nice outside lately. Gorgeous. Your boy got a sunburn yesterday. I got a sunburn too, but I was in Miami. And so, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so yeah, it got a little burnt your the, weekend? at the beach. I don't want to talk about my weekend. We're just gonna, for never, I'm never going to speak on it again. It never happened. Deal. I had a Cubano, a Cuban sandwich. Okay. Um... And yeah, that's that's all I'll say. You had a Cuban sandwich. I had a Cuban sandwich. That What's crazy occurred. is I went to Venmo my friend for the Cuban sandwich and I put Cubano in the description and it like got flagged by Venmo and they had to like ask oh, no. me, they emailed me to like ask me to describe what I was actually paying for. I guess because there's like something illegal going on. <laughs> and, you, and you said. I was a, like, I had to reply and say it was a Cuban sandwich. You should have said uh, illegal cigars. Yeah. So that was fun. Anyone that's like actually putting that in their description when they Venmo like deserves to get flagged. <laughs> anyway, how, how was it? it? I don't want to talk about it. The sandwich. Oh, the sandwich was great. Good, delicious. Fourteen dollars for half of a sandwich. So, yeah. Good lord. Anyway, yeah, can't talk about it. Uh, you may be here for the first time. If you are, uh, you may be wondering what is the mail-in podcast, and uh, we do our best to answer your questions. You may run into situations in your twenties or thirties that you need help with. And we know what you're going through, and we're going to help you manage them. Right? Right. We'll or at our, least try to. Yeah, I'll do our best. What we try to do is make you laugh, make you smile, and make you think of a situation you may have been in or will be going forward. That you, you nailed can, it. You can apply our advice <laughs> and or guidance with. You nailed it. Brett struggled with that last I week. Sure but, did. but he got it this time. I, uh, I dumbed that down a little <laughs> bit to help myself. Take out the big words. Exactly. Now, how can you, <laughs> as listeners, help us out? Tell a friend, number one. It's the easiest way to get into the Wash Media Network, and uh, you, you don't really know have to know who we are. You don't. You just have to know we give mediocre to uh, above-average advice. I'd say, I'd say it's a little above-average. Perfect. I'll take that. Uh, subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify. And to provide us some content for this very show, hit the hotline. The number is 888-362-362. M-A-I-L, that's 888-362-6245, or you can write in at the link in our Twitter and Instagram bios at Mail-In Podcast. Also, I'll make sure it's there this week. I'm sorry I wasn't there last week. New feature alert, if you're listening on Spotify, you can write in at the little box in the description beneath the episode with your questions, and I will go through those uh, before the show next week. So before we get into it, Kayla, any follow-ups from last week? We don't have any from last week, but again, moving forward, if we do answer your question or your voicemail and you make a move, we want to hear about it. So write back in and let us know of the outcome of, you know, what happened. We want to know. We're nosy. Well, I'm nosy. You don't want to talk about your matchmaking? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla's been matchmaking. I, I tried. I tried, you guys. It was a lot. It was really overwhelming. I need to come up with a new process, and then we're going to scrap that, and then we're going to come back stronger. There's going to be spreadsheets involved. There will be spreadsheets involved. I just do not have the mental capacity to deal with this right now, um, but I will make an announcement once I have this under control because oh. it was a lot. I was so overwhelmed. Speaking of spreadsheets, I'll, I have a I follow was, up. You need to post your spreadsheet. I am working on posting. So I realize it's, it's like very customized. So I have a lot of things tied into like 
Amex early spend or Lots Chase of probably late spend. To do. <laughs> but I have like stuff is customized yeah. into it, so I have to figure out. Well, I don't have to figure it out. I just have to do it. I have to like deformula some stuff. Deformula. To, because it's it's like tied into okay. very. Okay. Yeah. Just make things. a generic one. Exactly. So yeah. I'm working on. Okay, well, I need that after my post. weekend. I definitely need <laughs> and I will post definitely my I'll be getting some calls <laughs> from my bank. Oh man. Well, this week we have uh, seven questions, one of which is a voicemail. Kayla, would you like to lead off? Oh. Sure. First question is from anonymous. What's your question? Hey, Brett and Kayla, I need some help. I've started casually dating this girl, and she's fantastic. I want to continue to see her, but there's one problem. To be blunt, dun, 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 she's a bad kisser. Ooh. This isn't necessarily a deal breaker, but it tends to take me out of the moment a little. Uh, I see where he's talking. Now, if you need some context, we've gone on four dates, and we're planning on going on more. We're both in our mid-20s and open to this becoming a more serious relationship. Do I say something, or do I suck it up and embrace it? I need your help. Ooh. Interesting question. Interesting question. You know, there, there's part of me wants to say yes and make a joke about it. Part of me thinks that if you say anything, she's going to get scared yeah. slash mad and, and push you away. Mm-hmm. But this, I'm just going to go down the road of, of kissing versus like other stuff. Like if this is like a code for other stuff. It could be a code like if for he other wrote stuff. in super PG saying she's a bad kisser, but right. it may mean something else. If she's bad um, at at further things, put it that way. <laughs> like if if somebody is bad at something, that is is how am I gonna, how am I, gonna put this? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. If you're getting bad X Y Z. Yeah, you're gonna want to to make, Say something. make adjustments. It's like it's like coaching on the fly. Like, hey, maybe we uh, we coaching we go on here. the fly. We we, we put the we put <laughs> oh the God. thing here. We we yeah. take that out. Uh, I think I think you do say something um, because down the line it could it could ruin more moments. Yeah. So one thing that I'm you know where I where I feel is like you've been on four dates if you're going to do it you got to do it soon like the sooner the better because then if this goes on for like months and then you take this long to say something she's going to be like dude why are you just now telling me this mm-hmm. maybe she's gotten this feedback before you never know to make it d- more delicate though what you can do is kind of take the lead on it and say like hey let's try this or like like I feel like in Two two things here. One, in a kiss, you can kind of lead the way a okay. little bit. Yeah. And like, if somebody's a bad kisser, maybe it's because you're doing something wrong in a way. <gasps> oh. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe you're okay. too aggressive, so it's turning somebody off or like putting somebody off, so they don't want to be. Maybe involved. you guys just have different kissing styles. There's different styles. And okay, yeah. point number two is kissing in general, Kayla. Yes, Brett. Is either. <laughs> Well, like one second, like a peck, like yeah. a, like, hey, hey I'm leaving or you? good to see you, yeah. going to like sleep. A, like a pop. Yeah. Or it's a vehicle to. XYZ. XYZ. We'll put it that <laughs> way. So how, this is where the suck it up argument comes in. Like how long are you truly. Actually like kissing. Making out with somebody. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why if, if it's just bad kissing and uh, XYZ are just fine and like a peck is just fine 
maybe that's where you live with sucking it up. Yeah, I want to know, like, why she's bad. Is it, like, like a chicken? You know, like, you're just pecking? You're pecking at someone's face? Or is it, like, slobbery? Like, I don't, I don't understand how it's so bad that he's considering, like, that it could potentially be a deal breaker. Yeah, there's, ba- I, there's like... If you're making out, does like somebody not open a mouth or like the eyes open? Yeah, like are... like a lizard tongue. Hey. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of things that could make it so bad that he's like, "What do I do?" Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. can't wrap my head around it about it being like about her. There's something that she must do that is just so just terrible like stationary that stationary head like unless he's just like a know. super picky kisser. I don't understand. I guess, yeah, I don't know. I think in the early part of the relationship, you use you this. S- you make it a joke. Like either you, make you it make a joke, it funny. suck it up, or use it as like. The, Coaching the, on the fly. The midterm kiss doesn't really exist. It's either a vehicle to the next stuff, which you just kind of get to XYZ. more quickly if she's uh-huh. a bad kisser, or you're pecking. That's it. Yeah. Those are my two. And I really don't think like four dates in that you're you're pecking. You know, you're not like doing like a hey, see ya. That seems like a oh, like a yeah, full yeah. on relationship thing. Like a casually just started dating. You're not like kissing hello and goodbye. I just can't like imagine a scenario where I don't like I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been in a relationship for like a year and a half. But like who's like making out under the stars for five minutes? <laughs> are we teenagers? <laughs> I don't know. Like, are, are do yeah. people do that? Um. Are people just make-out people? Some they, people are just big make-out people. Just like, I'm just picturing just that like scene from The Bachelor where out. Matt and that girl just kissed for like six minutes. <laughs> six minutes. It's like, I don't, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think, okay, so I think you have to, you say something, but like in a funny way. Maybe you should say, like, I would like it if you did this. Like, like while you're kissing, maybe like mm-hmm. give some feedback while it's happening. Like, maybe you should do this instead. There you go. Like, it, like coaching, exactly right. Not like with your tongue. Not like, ha ha, you're so bad at this. Like, do this. You know, make it like sexy. Like, tell her you want her to do it a different way. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. whisper it. Boom. Oh yeah. wow, here we go. Right. It's like yeah, like like flirty coaching. Like flirty coaching, sexy flirty coaching. Like you just kind of like tell her you want her to do something else. Boom. Yeah, I mean that's yeah okay. I just got to it. That's my that's my advice. But Speak- I don't think you should psych it up. If it's something that is going to bother you, you should say something. I think we covered a lot of bases there. Okay, wait. So what is your final verdict? Like, what do you say? Uh, I think you should suck it up and go for pecs or use it as a vehicle to something else if you're not comfortable with saying something. Okay. If you are, make it funny. And I mean, coach. maybe they're just, like, making out all the, all over the place. Maybe we're, we're just, we're just make-out people. Maybe they're just make-out people. Good for you. Congratulations. I mean, that's what happens early on in the relationship that you're, like, super... You know, you make out. Yeah. You know where I uh, would love to make out at some point? <laughs> where? On a sweet, well-groomed lawn. <laughs> Go on. You know how you can get an awesome fucking lawn, Kayla? How? With our friends over at Sunday. Ooh. Spring is just grass. around the corner, and that means it's time to get the lawn on track. I know. The last thing anyone needs is another complicated or toxic lawn product. But that's why Sunday is here to be more than a lawn care product. It's a customized lawn plan that works with nature. Nature. Damn nature, you scary. You know, the whole thing. They take out all of the guesswork and unwanted chemicals so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, pets, 
and the planet. All about getting rid of those unwanted chemicals. Do you realize that Sunday gives you the next-gen stats on your lawn? What do you mean? You looked up your address, Kayla, and it gives you your like lawn square footage and your soil composition grades. Wow. Gives you a report card. I've like never my, had a lawn, so... My, like... My my mineral deposits are like a B plus. <laughs> wow. And I've gotten uh Sunday for my friend who was my neighbor uh at my apartment complex. Uh-huh. And I've gotten Sunday for their new house. That's and a so nice that gift. Is where I have been trying my hand with Sunday products. Mm-hmm. And buddy, boy are they easy to use and is it fun to use as well. Sunday makes taking care of your lawn easier than ever. All you have to do is go to GetSunday.com, put in your home address, and their free lawn analysis tool will take care of the rest in just seconds. It literally lines up exactly what products you need to have a dope-ass lawn. That's really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. A dope-ass lawn. Sunday uses soil and climate data to create tailored nutrient plans so you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. You ever see lawns with like pet spots and... Uh, yes. Like it's, gross crabgrass well, and stuff. Especially now after all the snow, yep. everyone's shit is dead. Uh, well, all guess, over the place. Guess what they need. They need Sunday. Exactly. Sunday is made with ingredients that you can actually pronounce like seaweed. Kayla? Seaweed. Iron. Iron. And molasses. Molasses. Bingo. So you can grow better and feel better about it. Sunday explains exactly what you get and why. And everything is sent straight to your door right when you need it. You have an ant problem? Guess what? They have a solution. It's like ant be gone. You have a mosquito problem? Guess what? They have a solution. Wow. It's crazy. And your lawn is going to be thicker, healthier, and better. What's not to like about that? Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com slash Stella to get 20% off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's 20% off your custom lawn plan at GetSunday.com slash Stella. Want to do a voicemail? Oh, yeah. Play the sound. Fuck. There you go. Hey, Brett and Kayla. It's uh, your boy, Andy. Um, I'm calling to ask about life after college. So I'm a fifth year senior right now. Um, and just kind of going out and getting fucked up every weekend is just kind of part of my life. It's not necessarily part of my life that I like, but it's something that just kind of happens and that I'm dragged into. I'm the party guy. I like to do that. So it just happens for me a lot. Is there a time in your life where that kind of goes away or is that something that like you're going to ha- it's going to be hard to get over? I don't know. I'm just kind of worried about my life going forward after graduation in May. So if you guys could give me some insight, that'd be that'd be very helpful. All right, thanks bye. Shouts to my dude Andy. Shouts to Andy. Okay, now real quick. I I couldn't get, you know, a good grip on if he actually does he want to stop partying? Like, is that what he wants? Is he afraid he's never going to be able to stop partying? Well, I think what's interesting is is he is sort of acknowledging that he should or at yeah. least needs to curtail it, which I think is is step one is already done. And yeah. like you, a lot of people who are the party guy or party girl in college uh, seem to take that with them and have no 
no like if ands or buts about yeah i did continuing that, that. i continued um so he is he doesn't just want being a fifth to. year senior he's like he's like I don't, he's over it I don't really need to yeah now see but i'm gonna i'm gonna give some hard truth to andy like right, right now you're in the in the you know you're you're gonna graduate okay. you're likely gonna be moving to a new place mm-hmm. making like real money for the first time mm-hmm. you're gonna want to go out and meet people like explore see where you are you know like and you're going to get roped into it in some capacity okay you will the party will not stop after graduation unless you just really want it to. Mm-hmm. Lots of self-control. I moved to Dallas right after college, and I had never really been there before. So I was, like, all about wanting to go out. I didn't know anyone there. I was trying to make friends, trying to be social. It's very easy to say yes when you're the new person. You have to say yes because you're trying to make friends, especially yeah. if your coworkers are asking you to go at happy hour. Happy hour then turns into going out to the bars after work. You know, it's all it all just happens. Which is not, not a bad and thing. And it's not bad. You're socializing. But, again, the thing about after college that's different is it's not during the week. Mm-hmm. It's a weekend. You become a weekend warrior, which is a term I hate, but it's a term that is used. Wait, what do you mean? So a like, weekend, like you, in college, you're going out and you're partying like every day of the week. It's not just. Oh. It's not just related to weekends. You know what's interesting? I I kind of was the opposite. Really? Yeah. Like in college, obviously the weekends were going out all the time. No, we would I, like, go out all the time. And then work is when i started going out on like wednesdays and thursdays really granted not, my f- not my me. former employer probably played a role in that uh, yeah it's a i little was gonna say that but... seems very non-traditional <laughs> like i'd go to some happy hours during the week but i was only just trying to be social and like make friends and get to know my coworkers. and i had like a happy hour schedule where i had like no. group, like group a was on wednesday and like the, the group b was thursday and we like each day had its its it's no. like own bar. One other thing that's going to be a real, a really big factor is that your hangovers will, I don't know what happens. Like I didn't really ever have a hangover in college. My first weekend going out in Dallas, okay. I had the worst hangover in my whole entire life. Like it was so bad. And it was like, welcome, you're an yeah. adult. Like welcome to the world. Like it was like over like two weeks, I just had, I went from having no hangovers to having the worst hangovers of my whole entire life. And it just mm-hmm. happened honestly like overnight. And yeah. that's one thing you need to be very careful of. Like you don't want to be the guy rolling into work every day hungover. Absolutely not. No, and being hungover at a desk job is the absolute worst thing mm-hmm. ever, ever. Yeah. There, uh, Andy, he talks about like he's the party guy and this and that. Where you can there, – there's a scenario where you don't have to stop, you know, socially drinking. Yeah. But it becomes like 12 beers turns into two and a good conversation with coworkers and then you you're, you kind of scratch that itch. And yeah. You can go home. The, you know? when, you, when you graduate in May, Andy, you'll end up with a job this upcoming fall. And uh, a job in a new place and a new, like, confidence in yourself sort of leads to – a sense of responsibility. Um, so I know it, it's good that you're worried about it right now, but let yourself fall into that responsibility of having a new career and like wanting to get ahead in that. And being and responsible to, and yeah. not being the and hungover it, guy. It, and yeah. it's sort of going to like you're, you're, you just kind of grow up because of that um, innately. You know, it's 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 like they say when you, you know, you have a child, your like father senses just go crazy. It's sort of like when you get a, that first adult job out of college and you have responsibilities and you have like 
your own bills and it's your own apartment or you're sharing it with a roommate, something just kind of clicks mm -hmm. and kicks in for you. Um, and some more than others and some more quickly than others, but um, let that responsibility just kind of uh, like guide you and let that, the, the, the way that you want to get ahead in your job, you want to perform well, let that guide you. And sort of the, the drinking and partying will become secondary because of that. And then all of a sudden you're in a good spot. So sorry wow, if that was deep. Wow, Brett, but... that was a great little run you had there. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I know where he's coming from. Yeah. Like the party guy, he, there's probably part of him that likes the, you know, the fun and the attention of knowing that everybody likes him because he goes out and gets shit faced and, and he's the fifth year senior and he's like, but he also realizes that that's not forever. Mm -hmm. and it's not. I it's want, not forever if you don't want it to be. Exactly. And I want him to know that you don't have to like double down on that after college. You can kind of start fresh and you always have those stories and you'll always have the, the friends, but it, it's kind of cool when you see a buddy who was like that in college, you know, four has years, their shit together. You know, four years yeah. later really has their shit together. Yeah. And I, I've always been really proud of my friends that do that. And they're kind of like, yeah, it just, it happens when you have more stuff on your plate that you have to be good at and a job will do that for you. So. Wow. Andy, just, just kind of let life happen there, buddy. Yeah, and it's all up to you. Like, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. But like what I said, just try not to go out on weekdays. I would keep it to the week. Going out versus getting a drink. Get, get a drink with getting your coworkers. Getting drinks, I, like going out to, like, clubs and, like, raging right, and, yeah. like, you know, shots, shots, shots. Like, that's – stick. keep it on the weekends. Uh, being hungover at work is very – It's the worst. It's the, one, it's the worst, but it's very easy to tell when somebody's oh, always. just a, a mess. You can, you can smell it. That's yeah. like the one thing. And, and you don't want to be that guy. And you'll be working with you know people in their 30s and 40s and or late 20s even who are just like, oh, like fuck this new kid who – Yeah, just, just be careful. You don't – like what we talked about previously, like your first few weeks on a job – are going to be like the indicator of how mm -hmm. you're perceived moving forward. <laughs> At my first job out of college, there was a girl who had started before me. I actually never met her. She came in for her first day, went out that night to celebrate, and like got a DUI, went to jail, oh and then she never God. came back. <laughs> like, just don't what? be that girl. Yeah, she just never came back. <laughs> no one ever heard from her, saw her again. <laughs> I think her parents like called in to like tell them what happened when she never showed up, and they're like, yeah, she won't be coming back. She gets it. Like, she's out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that's horrendous Anyways. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for this guy Andy. me too grab life by the horns not by the drinks i'm just gonna give like a good five seconds of silence <laughs> for kayla's little okay next thing one there let's do the next one you go Your this one comes from jim jim says brett and kayla i'm going to keep this one short and sweet thank you jim how do you make a first date romantic so it doesn't just seem like a friendly hangout? And Jim, the answer is very, very easy here. You don't. You don't. That's kind of creepy. Like if I walked into a first date and it was like super like like rose petals and candles and like <laughs> Michael Bolton playing, I would be very scared. Like very scared yeah. what were you gonna play i don't know i was looking for you're like looking a, at the buttons like you're gonna do something i was looking for like a like a uh smooth jazz we don't, why would we have smooth but I just jazz have, i just have this oh my gosh okay so. well um yeah you don't no 
Absolutely not. The first date should be should be a friendly. It should be hangout. friendly because you also don't know if if you are romantically unless, interested in each other. Unless even you, well, even, okay. I was going to say unless you've been talking for a long time and like sending nudes on Snapchat. <laughs> but even okay. in that case, if, you still like, the don't first face to face. You don't want to come off to, yeah. as like trying too hard. For me, I would be very freaked out. Like, yeah. if coming right off the bat, it seems like this person is, like, super serious. Yeah. Like, like a, a girl wants to be courted and, like, made to feel like a lady and, like, pretty and, like, r- r- like chased. Chased. But, like, you don't need to show up with flowers no. and, like, go to some place, candlelit dinner, like, with a piano player. Like, no. You can just do something, like... <laughs> one-on-one piano player in the corner. Yeah. Candlelit. Like, you're... Yeah. I don't... Like, The Bachelor. I feel like... You're, like, a bachelor date. Like, where, like, you're the only two people there, and then, like, some a... random country duo that no one's ever heard of just starts playing a song that they wrote just for you. That's too much. That's way too much. Just go get drinks. It's just a candlelit but Italian... But, I mean, I'm kind of worried that maybe this... That Jim is like asking a girl out that maybe he was like friends with, and he like asked her to dinner, and she doesn't know if it's a date or not, kind of deal. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe it's just like a, a mutual friend. He's hung out with her a few okay. times, asked her to dinner, and like she doesn't know if it's like you know the process, Kayla. One, two, three. That's true. It's it's only friendly if you make it friendly. You know, if you like high five her when you leave, <laughs> then like okay, if you hand if you offer her a handshake, like okay, like. <laughs> No side hugs, like no, you know, don't kiss her on like the head or anything. Just don't oh, do anything like weird, a, like forehead, a forehead kiss. Ah, uh, that would that's cringy. It's, I don't know, but then again, I don't, I don't know the first date. Like, I, I think you just kind of know how it goes, and you make you it, get the vibe, yeah, you feel it. Um, and then, and then, like we've discussed, the post first date communication will be where you can really up your game and let her know if you're that you are interested romantically sure like had a great time i'd love to do this again sometime you know are you free next week for whatever yeah like you have to make it seem like you're interested in like pursuing this person romantically if you're like hey yeah it's great i'm having a party on friday if you want to come you know like that is going to be like ooh, is he into me or is this friendly you know i i still think like the brain is a wonderful thing. You're, you're gonna know, like yeah. you're gonna feel sparks attraction. There'll be sparks. You you're gonna know probably like two minutes in whether there's initial attraction, and then one date in if it's like I can talk to this person for more than like one date. Okay, one thing I will say: How do you make it romantic? Maybe maybe a dinner, like a dinner at a nice place, not like Kayla, drinks against, at a casual bar. That goes against our our rule. I know, but it's I don't know. I'm just saying: How do you? How do you make it romantic without being over the top romantic would be to like not go to like some weird bar. Like go to like a really nice, not really nice, but like a, a, a quieter bar. That's a how you qui- yeah. yeah, or a quieter Here's bar. Here's how you make it romantic. Or the, or the bar of a quiet nice restaurant mm-hmm. or like a hotel bar like all yeah. that kind of. Ooh. Yeah, hotel bar. <laughs> It's That's not like presumptuous. <laughs> like, hey, I got a room upstairs. <laughs> That's thirty-two with like a menu. rose petal heart on oh. the bed, a bottle of champagne. <laughs> doesn't go well. He walks in. Also, after. he walks in tell... after and doesn't go well. Stop. And it's just like, uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one thing that's really random that I always did think was romantic, not romantic, but like shows that someone's serious, is if they have a reservation at the place we're going. 
that was okay. always that always like seemed like such a big deal because the bar so, for men is so so low so having a reservation low. i was always like wow okay they really put like effort <laughs> into going to open they table, open table for 30 seconds yeah but that shows like effort it shows like <laughs> oh they're not just like we're not just gonna show up to this place and get sat in like some shitty table waiting for an hour you know a reservation this is you're so right the bar is so low but a reservation really s- says a lot <laughs> <laughs> put on a pair of khakis too <laughs> Maybe some wear nice, flip-flops. Maybe some chinos for the nice occasion. No, it really does a lot. A, a nice they, reservation. They did their hair. If they're like, Brett, table for two, 7.30, I'm like, wow. He <laughs> wow. really took the time out of his day to do this. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. I want to know if anybody agrees with that. They're ladies. going to. I want the ladies to chime in on this to. because I feel maybe I'm, I've just dated complete scumbags. <laughs> but for some reason, a reservation oh, always like, spoke so much. Like, it said so much to me. <laughs> yeah. The, so way, the way to make a first date romantic is to not go to a container bar. And yell at each other across like the the room, like please, hey, please don't go to like fun? a yeah, like a crowded bar. Go to like a really nice place. go to a place where you can sit down and hear each other. Yes, over a, some nice dope ass olive oil candle. And, and no, because that's like a vigil candle for the rest lit. of the relationship. If you're going to a candlelit one, the first. I don't know. That's that's the joke I was trying to make five and a half minutes ago. That I, I finally had to get out there. So okay. apologies for forcing it in. Do you have like fake laughs on your little sound effects over there? Because I do. That's how I feel. Like a. I was hoping for more of like a 90s sitcom studio Where audience. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Randy says we have that. Because oh. these are all Randy's sound I've been effects. watching WandaVision too much. So like that's in my brain. All these sitcom things. Sitcom-y things. Sitcom-y things. Also, maybe just one other thing. This will okay. be a nice segue again into our, our next little portion here. Don't get like shit faced. Oh, okay. <laughs> like don't get wasted. Like that's so unattractive and gross. It makes it seem like you just don't give a shit. But have one drink beforehand. Oh. Because you need to be a little loose. Okay. Social anxiety. First date anxiety. I was, never, I was never a drink before the date kind of girl. I'm always. I'm a lightweight. So, like, I would end up getting <laughs> wasted if I did that. Uh, always have a finger or two of uh, bourbon That's for me. Not, like, just a beer? Yeah. Maybe, beers, beers maybe I would you, have like, a glass of wine while getting ready or something. That sounds vaguely familiar. And the words of 38 Special, hold on loosely. Okay. Yeah. And Speaking of go. not getting shit-faced, or if you do get shit-faced, you know what? <laughs> you know what will come in handy? Liquid IV, <laughs> Kayla. I'm drinking one as we speak. In, he uh, didn't spill it all over himself no, today, this friends. is the same shirt, though. I used one of these over the weekend in Miami after I hadn't drank for like two and a half months. Had a night out okay. on the town, woke up feeling like I wanted to crawl under the bed and cry and yep. popped a liquid IV and, and? Woo, I was alive again. Boom. And I had the apple pie flavored one, which oh, really buddy. tasted like apple pie and it really freaked me out. Like I could taste like even like the crust. <laughs> like it was like in wow. Willy Wonka when she's like talking about that candy and she's like describing what she's tasting like that's how i was i was tasting like hints the, of cinnamon Ooh, maybe a little nutmeg Ooh, there's some butter crust wow anyways Spoken apple like pie is, apple pie liquid iv is awesome you probably know liquid iv for their popular hydration drink mix which was what kayla was just explaining mm-hmm. apple pie brought me back but to life 
Have you heard of their energy multiplier? Oh, yeah. I drank that before my workouts. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's an absolute game changer and gives you the little extra boost we all need. We can all agree. Right, Kayla? 2020 is pretty rough. Ah, understatement. That's why we've cleaned the slate and coming into 2021 off on the right foot. Can you believe it's already March, though? That's nuts. It's One really stick of liquid IV's energy multiplier is like drinking two cups of coffee and it's an all-natural alternative to processed energy drinks for sustained energy boost throughout the day. That's why I've been using them to get off the energy drink kick. Um, 2 p.m. or so, Kayla, I get that little the little grog, grogginess. Mm-hmm. Midday sleepies. For example, right before this very podcast, I was like a little sleepy. Me too, and I drank some of your liquid IV. I had some liquid <laughs> IV, and I feel phenomenal. It's like that, that perfect, uh, just enough boost to kick you in the ass. But also not going to make you like your heart pump out of your chest, right? Or mm-hmm. jittery or any like any of that. Doesn't make your mouth all dry and like that energy drink feeling or taste. It's crazy. Some signs that you may be getting to that point where you need a liquid IV energy multiplier include: ready for this, decreased focus, lack of motivation, poor mood, or unhappiness. I felt that pretty much every day for the last year. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> And that's why Liquid IV Energy Multiplier is now in your life, where you can upgrade your vibe and reach your constant state of awesome. We know I'm always wanting to upgrade my vibe constantly. You mentioned, you mentioned the apple pie. I'm a pina colada guy. Ooh, I haven't had that one yet. Uh, it tastes exactly like a pina colada. Ooh. I was also informed that it's not pina colada, it's pina Okay, colada. wait. My only thing is like... <laughs> If you're hungover, a Uh pina colada flavor will not help me. I'm sure it's delicious. Or how about this? You just warm up with a pina colada in the morning and you dump a little stick of liquid IV in there and just have a... Just connect the dots. You just make a pina colada and you put the pina colada liquid IV in your pina colada. It's the full-on hydration cycle. It is. Here's the deal. Go to liquidiv.com and use code MAILIN at checkout uh, to get 25% off your order. You can get them nationwide at Costco or on the website. Like I said, liquidiv.com, promo code mail-in at checkout. Liquidiv.com, promo code mail-in at checkout is going to get you 25% off your order. And real quick before I go, they're changing the world. Donated 4 million products to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active U.S. military, and over 10 million surveys globally. Wow. Look at that. Really doing it. You want to do the next one? Oh, yeah. Ah! Ah. What was that? Ah! That's another Got ring. Got <laughs> <laughs> oh I forgot to switch back to ours. Okay, well, do you want to read it or I want me to read it? I'll, I'll take it. Okay. This one comes from Jordan. Jordan says, hey, guys, love the new pod. Thank you. Looking to branch out into a new career and relocate to Austin. Great choice. I've held jobs in finance logistics and sales and for a 29 year old young professional with tons of experience but no degree what are some ways to enhance the resume to stand out okay first of all jordan it's like you could just like yeah you you're really doing it but really like in today's world the biggest joke is how everyone says their degrees (laughs) don't do shit so that's not something i would really like let weigh you down like i think you have enough experience. He seems experience. like he's been doing just fine. Yeah, you're doing just fine without it. So don't let that, like, deter you from applying for positions that, like, you know, you're fine. Um, one thing, a few things for resume building. 
is I always like to add a pop of color to mine. Not like, you know, red. I I do like a muted, like a blue or like a hunter green on like your name. Like make your name a color. Okay. And then like when you list like your jobs, put like the company like bold and in that color. Just like something a little bit off from black, not like too much, just enough to like catch like eye catch, catch. Okay. and don't don't do like times new roman pick like a font that i was a georgia boy i don't know which one i use i want to say i'm like calibri calibri calibri, calibri? The, the basic bitch font of the internet no that's times new roman and Arial. that's no times new roman is a, an old classic calibri is the new basic bitch one. okay well i don't really know I, it's been a while since i looked at that so i don't know but i would pick like a font that's not too yeah you know How much but you want it to <laughs> please no you want to be able like it want a professional font that's not like times new roman and if you're trying to come to austin mm-hmm. everything here is super young fresh tech hip so like they're that kind of stuff will be awesome. Maybe put a picture on. I it. was going to say, a new thing? yeah, like the non-traditional resume. Is that I haven't had to put. Um, a, you can buy templates for those, like online, like on Etsy and stuff, like the non, like the super fun ones. Yeah. But I've always struggled because I have like my resume. I think the last time I updated it is like full on like two pages. Okay. And that one, it was hard for me to put everything in it. Yeah. Oh, if I had to do mine now, I'd, it'd be well over a page. I yeah. That was like the big thing in, in, in college was make it one page. Yeah, like, which is such a page. lie. I did recruiting. So I did recruiting for one of my jobs. Oh, so, so I feel this like is, this is I looked question. at so many res- resumes all the time. And like just be as short to the point as possible. Include as like few details. Like we don't need to know every single thing. But put in enough to where we know that you actually have done something. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I really enjoyed was people would like whenever they'd put their hobbies. Like none of that appealed to me at all. Like the I would. Hobbies? Th- people put hobbies on there. And I'd I'm put, like, I'd I don't really. On one guy once put shred in the gnar. And I was like, I don't no, even. What does that mean? Do that. I don't even know what that means. Um, I think if your hobbies are relevant to the job, you can mm-hmm. absolutely put them. But like no recruiter cares that like you like fantasy football like that's some shit i'd see Oof. i'm being serious i don't, don't fantasy, put you like football. fantasy football on yeah they would put the most insane things on there and i'm like what, no one cares that you do that by, if it's relevant then yes what i mean by non-traditional resume is like the the people that do like a, a twitter account oh that's God. like higher brett or an Instagram that's like higher bread. At higher bread. Oh, yeah. No, I was talking like those really cool um, like graphic design-y looking ones yeah, yeah. that like, have like – they're really fun. But to me, if you have a lot – I think those are fun if you don't have a whole lot of experience and you don't have a lot to, to include and you mm-hmm. want it to like be eye-catching and unique and make it seem like you're creative and like thoughtful. Those are really great. But if you have a lot of experience, like it's kind of hard to put it all in that where it's not like messy and overcrowded. I, w- I want to say, like, I, I was a peer mentor back in Northeastern. Oh, yes. We've discussed this um, before. As a senior, peer I was mentor. doing people's co-op resumes. Um, and the, the one thing I found most often in the best ones was the ability to convey their skills without, like, going overboard. Like, without writing a paragraph. Yeah. And the number of, like, verbs you can use. Remember, like, on a resume, you, you end up... Wanting to repeat yourself like managed X Y Z Q R S and implemented A B C D E F G. Yeah, and but give us some more detail. Yeah, but detail. without 
more detail without like re- like saying what you've already said. I don't even know how to word what I'm trying to say. Also, just in the the, the job hunting period, um, I think I found the most effective method for me is is like cover letters and explaining. Yeah, we were t- we talked about this <laughs> the last time where I was like, I don't understand what a cover letter is, and then it makes more sense. A cover letter does make sense if you're applying for something that you don't know a lot about and you want to explain to them why you think you're a good fit, but you don't have mm-hmm. that experience. But you want them to know how motivated you are. Right. And to do that, you tie in Other your experience yes. to potential uh, needs at this new yes, spot. Yes, like very unique t- like takes to, on it. Exactly. It can't be a, a temp- It can be a template that you start with, but it can't be a – What's what am I looking for? A boilerplate? that you send everywhere that has the same exact cover letter? Yeah, you tailor it to. So whenever I was applying for jobs years ago, I was looking into trying to move into event coordinating, which Mm -hmm. I ended up not doing. So I tailored my resume and my cover letter. My resume, like I would just like, I put in a lot of information on things that I had done in terms of events. Like I would, I I focus more on that than Mm -hmm. stuff that didn't matter to this specific job. Like they don't care about like certain things because it's not, that's not going to be doing so they don't care about that the more specific the people are about the job at hand it, the the better for sure i i remember i one of my jobs at barstool was to go through the like when we asked interns to come in i would go through like the four thousand that we were sent oh resumes gosh. and it was a nightmare but it's a really good way to weed people out when they say i'll do anything to get my foot in the door that's the worst possible thing you can send or dm yeah, somebody i'll it do seems anything like they don't really you 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 don't stand out that way. Everybody would do anything to get a job at, at XYZ. If you want a job at Google, I'll do anything. Like, no shit. Everybody wants to do anything. What do <laughs> you do? What do you do better than somebody else? Yeah. Why are you a standout person? I do this in graphic design. For this guy, um, Jordan, he says, finance, logistics, and sales. It's a very unique skill set with those, the three of those where you can sell something, you can get it there, and you can figure out how to do it on budget and on time. Okay, it's like that's a that's a thing right there. So yeah. maybe you maybe you're sell yourself at, exactly. Sell, sell yourself, yourself and tailor your experiences to the job at hand, and be extremely specific about how you are going to excel in this job, and what the requirements are, and then and then go from yep. there. But I do I do want to say you should make your resume not stand out, but you should don't submit you know some generic that thing you found off of Google. Yeah. Like make it spice it up a little bit. Zhuzh. Zhuzh. Zhuzh? I say zhuzh. I don't know. Just spice it up. Um, yeah, but uh, another thing, I, I know people like to blast the resume out a million times on LinkedIn. Only apply to things that are you're passionate about. Don't just like I send like it to, everywhere. My, my thing is like tailor it to each job you're doing. I remember yeah. doing like emails to, to, to jobs that I was searching for where every resume was different. And my resume would be like Merriman underscore uh, this real estate developer because I wanted to tailor it to each specific position. Yeah. And to tell my also, chances instead of doing like Merriman 2016 resume. That's a good idea, Brett. So they'd see just that saying. it's even just the name of it is important. Just saying. I also like if you apply to something that you're really interested in, I would find a way to – find out who is hiring, like who the hiring manager is or the recruiter and emailing them directly, maybe with like just your cover letter, not like attached, but like send what you would say in your cover letter, like in that email. Yeah. A lot of programs now, if you're like not a target school or not a target, whatever, and the 
for Jordan, that's, that would be an issue. If like I don't I don't have a, a crazy institution to put on my resume, the yet automatically weeded out. So Jordan's best Jordan's best thing here is to be to getting on an email and pitching yourself because you don't have the crazy GPA to fall back on. You don't have the master's degree to fall back on. You have your experience and what you've done and crushed before. You, you're 29. You got awesome experience in three different things that every company looks for. You're going to have to pitch yourself based on your qualifications and your experience and not some random degree from XYZ University. Absolutely. You're really big on XYZ today. I'm trying to like, yeah, I've used it for head <laughs> and college. Stop. Anyways. Next one? Oh, yeah. This comes in from Davey Palm. Shouts to Davey Palm. Davey says, Brett and Kayla love the pod, and I have a sushi etiquette question for you. I'm starving, so this is torture. When I go to a sushi restaurant, I always default to nigiri, just the seafood and rice. Rolls are always too filling and don't allow me to try all the options. When ordering nigiri, typically your order only contains one or two pieces. So is it trash to order like four pieces at a time and keep ordering over and over, or should I just order everything I think I want at once? Problem is, I don't know how much I think I'll want to eat at the initial order. That is an issue. Mm-hmm. This help is much appreciated. Davy Palm from Houston by way of Pittsburgh. Okay, first of all, Davy Palm. I don't know if any if anyone's ever told you this before, but what you're doing is how you are supposed to eat sushi, if I'm not mistaken. You're supposed to just like they leave the menu there for a reason, and you're supposed to just keep cranking it out. You're supposed I need to, to be stop great. saying crank it out too. <laughs> You're supposed to, <laughs> damn it, Randy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you're supposed to be grazing. Yeah, it's a, that's it's what you're a, supposed to do. It's a grazing situation. Because sushi is so hit or miss. Like, I can sometimes have one roll and that's all I need. Sometimes I have one roll and I'm like, man, I'm super hungry. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I love about sushi, though, is like if you're with a good group of people who like the same things as you, you order just a bunch at once, you eat all of it, and then if you like something, you just you order more. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. I'm I'm new. I'm relatively new to to the sushi lifestyle. Oh yeah, you have a sushi sushi journey. Let's hear it. Uh, a, not even me. I guess a year ago or so, I went to actually in Houston sushi for for my first time ever. Oh wow, Aka Sushi House. And what did you get? What were your rolls? Uh, like I'm California not very, roll. No, it, it was, I'm not adventurous sushi. It, it wise, was more so. adventurous than a California. Like I'll put it. There was no cream cheese in the spicy roll. tuna. Yeah, it was like spicy tuna. Okay, that's good. The spicy Pretty tuna basic. Uh, crunch and like. Ooh, oh, that sounds so good. Shrimp tempura type of thing. I had a $20 spicy tuna roll last week, so it's just yeah. it'll be a while ah, before so I get sushi back in there. sounds phenomenal. Right I now. used to only order sushi with the soy paper because I couldn't chew the seaweed. It like really freaked me out. Is that the one with the roll? I like it's whatever. Like, it's like the white. It's not the yeah. seaweed. Like, okay. And it just like you, it's not super chewy. Gotcha. But yeah, okay. So I like what you're doing here. I think it's super weird, though, that you only get nigiri and nothing else because that's there's not a whole lot going on there. Yeah. I think you'd like it more if you if you dip in the he says the rolls fill him up though. Yeah, but if you're splitting with a bunch of people, like just get a bunch. Yeah, because just the seafood and rice isn't that exciting, and then no. like soy sauce or wasabi. Like I'm a wasabi and the soy sauce. I mix oh, it. Oh, you put a little dabble in there. Yeah. I mix it, and I'm into the sauces. Like I'm really excited to try sushis that have like some kind of sauce, like a spicy mayo or like an eel sauce. Like yeah. I like that part. The the answer here is is no, it's not a trash move. And that's mostly because sushi doesn't take a lot to uh, prepare in terms of cooking and no. time. It takes skill, obviously. But the chef, the sushi chef, is not 
does not have to throw a steak down there. You know, no. they don't. It doesn't take a lot of cooking or a lot of. Yeah. So it just takes a, a couple seconds, really, of putting a roll together. Ordering sushi is not the same thing as if you're at a restaurant and you just keep ordering appetizers nonstop. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like that is trash. Although, if you just like keep ordering food, unless you're at like a tapas place, it's like mm-hmm. weird to do that. But sushi is not like this is how you're supposed to eat it. I lead off every sushi order with a uh, Edam- spicy edamame. No, <gasps> Caroline loves that though. I do uh, the goza salad. I'm not sorry. Oh, the okay. Not all the goza goza. Like not all sushi places have those. So the, they're so good. So I do good. like um, what's it called? The spicy edamame. It's so good. Uh, the one there's one downtown uh, omakase. I've never even heard of that. Place. Sushi omakase, and it, I don't that? get the omakase menu. It's on like second and. I've never Something. even heard of that. Yeah, it's cool. That's a good little spot. Hmm. Um, but they have this spicy garlic edamame. I love edamame. I could. I. I didn't love. And it's very very spicy. But uh, Caroline had a lot of it. I want sushi. Yeah. Sorry, this is a very strange question, like to be answering on here. But I just feel like everyone needed to know about sushi etiquette. Like, I. I. I need to know it myself. It's important because grazing is, is more than okay. Grazing is more than okay, and you can keep ordering as many nigiri rolls as you want but i just think it's super weird that you're only eating that and yeah, nothing there's... else sometimes you get like a roll then a couple pieces of nigiri and mm-hmm. then you kind of do your thing but only nigiri is weird agreed that's the only thing i think is trash about this whole question no i i, I liked his his uh asking about sushi etiquette i wish i had more places in houston for you uh davy palm I, I really don't i think they have an uchi in houston they uh they have a nobu they have oh nobu oh yeah. i love nobu um, but we've, I'm trying, I just, I can't remember the places besides okay. Aka Sushi House. If you're going to Nobu, you have to get the miso cod. I know it's not sushi, but the miso cod at Nobu is like one of the best things I've ever had in my life. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Miso cod. It is so good. And I'm not, I'm not a big like fish eater, but it is delicious. The tempura white fish at Uchi down the street oh, here. Oh man, I'm so hungry. Is probably tempura? one of my favorite oh so things. it's like the fried kind? it's got a, it's but yeah, just barely but just barely i'm not into tempura well that's just a wrong yeah take. sorry absolutely terrible take <laughs> uh anything else in this question for I you i think i'm good i think we got it do, do, do you, you can graze and branch out into the rolls more i promise he does say they're, they're too filling but there's rolls that aren't too filling there are, and I think you should be splitting with people anyways. Like, if you're going to sushi and you're only ordering for yourself, that's kind of trash. That's I, trash. I like, that. you do. I like well, to share. No, I like to try everything. Share. All right. Speaking of trying everything, I want to try everything that Sunbasket has to offer. Getting dinner on the table quickly does not have to mean sacrificing nutrition and quality. And with Sunbasket, you can actually have it all every single day. It's 2021, Kayla. You don't have to wear pants. You don't have to commute, and we'll be damned if you have to worry about eat healthy resolutions. That's where Sunbasket comes in. They want you to have your healthiest year yet because we are on hotness journeys. Hotness journeys, 2021. And they're making that easier than ever. Their fresh and ready meals are just $8.99. So they're good for your body and your budget. Did you know that? $8.99. That's cheaper than going out to eat and having it. A salad costs $20 these days, so that's Uh, a steal. That's why Sunbasket is here to help. Every meal is filled with only premium quality real food, including organic, fresh produce, antibiotic and hormone-free meats, and sustainably sourced seafood from suppliers they know. Here we go. Sustainably sourced seafood from suppliers they know and trust. That is a mouthful, Sunbasket. No pun intended. 
Their chefs have won Michelin Awards and a James Beard Award. Huge, huge deals in the food world. Why not take the night off and let them cook for you? They have delicious meals such as butter chicken with basmati rice pilaf. You're torturing me. They have beef chili with cheddar and Greek yogurt. Creamy mushroom penne. Penne? Penne. 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 With baby spinach and almonds. Or guess what? I'm on their website right now. This is ad-libbing. Nobody else gets this. How about Vietnamese beef salad with zucchini ribbons and pickled vegetables? Wow, you said that so fast. How about miso ginger ground pork and summer squash donburi? I love miso. How about moho pork tacos with pickled onions and salsa verde? I mean, come on. Hawaiian garlic shrimp with coconut rice? Are you kidding me? That sounds so good. Now I'm going to uh, go with too. On their fresh and ready side of things. Cheesy cheesy chicken tetrazzini with my, – my mouth is literally watering, so I can't make myself go through this ad read. My stomach is growling. I'm surprised you guys can't hear Beef it. Beef chili mac with cheddar. Oh, come wow. on. Come on. I'll top it off with some Korean kimchi fried rice with pancetta. Okay. Steaks with chimichurri and harissa roasted sweet potatoes. Hell yeah. Exactly. So here's what you do. To wow, get some of those meals, and they're, and the best part is they're like eight ninety nine per per thing. That's insane. Absolutely insane. Sun basket, right fresh now. and ready meals come freshly prepared and ready to heat up in as little as six minutes. But they don't look like they're they're like you know frozen to go meals. They're awesome. They just come and they're ready to go, and you look like you have, you made an incredible meal yourself. When it's all thanks to Sun Basket, all you have to do is heat and eat, which means no prep and no mess. So. Right now, Sunbasket is offering $35 off of your order when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash randy and enter promo code randy at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash randy and enter promo code randy at checkout for $35 off your order. One more time, that's sunbasket.com slash randy and enter promo code randy. Kayla. Brett. Want to do the next one? Oh, yeah. So this comes from hold on i got lost here we're at number seven from anonymous <laughs> hey first time long time my boyfriend are we first time long time that's our names hello i'm i want to be first time you can be long time <laughs> my boyfriend of three <laughs> years me in moved in with me last summer or sorry last year during quarantine and we are both working from home due to the ongoing global pandemic have you heard of it <laughs> My job gives me a lot of flexibility, but his role for the next few months has him basically chained to his desk from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. This wasn't a problem until a few weeks ago when I realized I'm doing basically 80% of the chores and housework. He takes the dog out most mornings and evenings and we alternate who's in charge of cooking, but basically everything else falls to me to handle. Cleaning, laundry, making the bed, etc. We have a small place, so it's not hard, but I worry it's going to set unrealistic expectations if we ever move on to a bigger place together. I prefer to do chores during my downtime during the workday, and I'll ask him to do something, and he'll say, yeah, I'll do it when I get off, and then he just never does it, and I end up doing it. We've had this discussion before, but obviously it didn't stick. How do I nicely bring up that he needs to help me with housework? I have one idea. What? Never mind. Um, what? You got to say it. No, it's it's not important. Okay. 
I'll just say you could you could withhold some kissing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny, actually. Some X Y Z, you mean? Yeah. Withhold uh, some X Y Z. Here's the thing. You got to say something. You have to have, th- but she said they've had this discussion. I'm wondering the level at which it was probably the, nice. The level at which he thinks you've had this discussion, because I guarantee you, based on this question, that the discussion to him and the discussion to you were on very different ways. That's true. He probably just thought you were tired of doing the laundry and that he he like that you wanted him to just you know do it. But it seems like it's getting worse. Like, yeah. it's just kind of been building up over time, and now he fully just depends on you to do everything. Yeah, this is he is expecting this at this He's point. He's become very codependent on, right. on you and probably thinks, oh, you know, I'm just here at work. I can't do anything. But yet, like, while you have time to do this stuff, you're still working, too. Mm-hmm. So it's just that you have more, a little bit more freedom and downtime. Right. But, no, you can't live like this. I think it's one of those things where I, I, I'm scared to accuse him of just being totally oblivious to this, and I think you can kind of tap into that. Okay. If you're if he if yeah. he has some sort of like guilt is what I mean. Like he realizes that you're doing this this and this. Yeah, you should say like, hey, like I understand that you're super busy, mm-hmm. and I, you probably didn't even notice that I was doing all of this, but it's you know, been kind of weighing on me for a bit that I feel like I'm pulling all the weight here. Yeah, and, you know? he's, and he's he probably would lean on like, well, I take the dog out and I um, I cook every other day and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, there, it's one thing to um, have that discussion and like literally delegate like on paper that yeah, so-and-so's like in charge of this and so-and-so's in charge of that. But if you haven't had the... I don't want to call it the knockdown, drag out conversation about it, then I think there's going to be a portion of him that realizes or, or thinks anyway that it's not as serious as you're making it out to be. Yeah. You also there's a, a hard to not be come off as nagging. Sure. Like that's one thing you need to try to stay away from. Like you said that you've asked him before and he says he'll do it. But if you ask too many times, who's going to be like, OK, I said I'm going to do it. Like get yeah. off me. And also the thing that I worry about is that. He knows that if he doesn't do it, that you're going to. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that kind of bothers me. Like, he knows, oh, yeah, okay, it's fine. I'll do it later. And he knows that if he doesn't, that it will still be done because he knows that you'll do it. And yeah. that's just kind of, like, not okay. But I do – I like the idea of, like, a schedule. I know that seems, like, so – just get, like, a whiteboard for your fridge and just, like, write it in there. It it would – it seems over the top and too much at first. But, but the, after two weeks and people kind of, like – once you know the schedule, you don't need to write it out anymore. Yeah. Um, you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a funny idea. Okay. You say he's working all day. Send him like a calendar invite, like 1230, <laughs> like put the clothes in the dryer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah make, Just like, like make it send funny. him a calendar invite too to be like or 1 p.m. like empty the dishwasher. Like it's funny. <laughs> and then you can and then you can also do like the I'm not advocating this, but you can also just stop doing everything and let it get mad i did that with roommates and i would then, just stop doing things so that it would but then it would just get worse and worse and i'd end up cleaning after like five days of mess ugh. or you know what you could do 
if you do laundry, only do your laundry. Yeah. Like, don't touch his stuff. If you, there we go. If you do the dishes, only put away, like, what you touch. Now we're getting diabolical again. Don't put away his stuff. We're seeming like we're being, like, a little petty. Like, oh, yeah. But it's funny. Like, it would get, you know, he'd be like, hey, why haven't, where are my clean underwear? Like, mm-hmm. well, in the laundry, like, in the hamper. Yeah. You can do it yourself. How about that? Um, if she's worried about a bigger place together, and that's why she's asking this, setting expectations. The, the answer here is to bring it up in a way that you're talking about maybe that bigger place. So you don't you you don't nag, you don't come at it uh, from an angry like pent up anger standpoint. Yeah, don't let it like sit in there and then you explode and you right. yell and you're like clean up after yourself. Exactly. No, you want to have like a productive mature hey, conversation. So and so, we're gonna you know make it fun hey we're gonna we're gonna have a a three bedroom someday and i think it'd be awesome if you could help me do this this and this and i understand you're busy and and kind of coddle him if he needs to in that sense but but then get to the point where hey this is a two-way street like i know we do a lot together i know you provide this i provide that but i'm gonna need some help on these things and i'm i i'd like your help on them and let's do them together yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I want to also applaud her because I, I feel like I'm the same way. Like I, I'm constantly like I'm such a cleaner and picker up. Like I mm-hmm. go as I go that like I find myself constantly just like picking up and cleaning up after every single person that I come in contact with. Yeah. So like I'm right behind you like with the trash can if yeah. you're eating something, you know. So it's hard, but you also just don't want it to get to a point where you're doing everything. Totally. And I think she's getting to that point where it's like breaking. Like yep. she's breaking. Absolutely. And. From his point of view, he's working eight to five at the desk, and he the last thing he wants to do, and I I just know from experience is like hear or get yelled at for not cleaning at five oh five. But if he has the the expectation that he wants to help you out with that, he's going to be more keen on on like making you happy. Just just tell him how happy it would make you. To, to see him That's doing something true. for her. Like, yeah. make, like I don't, that sounds like you're making him guilty. No, just but, like, I would really, really appreciate it if you could help out a little yeah, bit. Just, it would make me really happy if you play did Play into his, like, manly, I need to be a hero element. Yeah, there is a one thing, too, that I think of is, like, had, if you guys were still going into an office every day, like, how and when would this stuff be handled? Mm-hmm. Think of it that way. Like, I know you want to do it during the day, but maybe don't do any of that until 5. Like, do things for you during the day. Like, yeah. work out, go for a walk, watch watch something that you like, listen to a, po- listen to a podcast. How about this? Yeah. Um, do stuff for you during the day so that then at five o'clock you're like, cool, we're both off. Let's do the let's do laundry. Let's yeah. fold laundry. Let's put away dishes. Like do it like a tag team effort. Yep. And so then, then you're both pulling equal weight. Another option is incentivize. <laughs> Not like I said before, that's a funny option. But yeah. have a bottle of wine that you guys don't touch until the house is like everything's done every yeah. day. Huh. Not saying you have to have a bottle of wine every day. I've been there. But um like this is the bottle of wine that's sitting out. The next one up, you don't touch it until X, Y, Z are done, and you both know that. Yeah, or you can just like throw on like some sexy PJs and be like, "I'm gonna clean. I'm gonna watch <laughs> you clean the house while I wear these. Once you're done." Oh, <laughs> I think we we put some some thought into that. One. I, I think that we. I think there's a lot to think about there. Or, if it doesn't help. Uh, Send us your boyfriend's like Instagram handle. Yeah, and we'll anonymously message him and be like, "Hey, <laughs> or, or lazy, or clean up, 
If it doesn't get better, we'll make him a video. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kayla. All right, Brett. Time for some shower thoughts. Okay, now mine is just very stri- straight to the point. I'm not going to go on another like emotional thing like I did last week talking about Taylor Swift. But I just want to say, a PSA, we need to put Chris Evans in romantic comedies again. What's okay. the deal what, with that? What tr- Were you on a plane and you watched The dude the- became Captain America and then never came back on our screen as a love interest in a funny movie again. And the mm. dude is so good. I watched recently What's Your Number? Okay. And then also like the Not Another Teen movie. No, that's not him. What is it? What is it? Varsity Blues? Wait, no. Which one is he in? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 yes, he's playing the Varsity Blues guy in that. Like he started yes. off in comedy and like being like a funny charming love interest and Mm -hmm. i just want to see him make me laugh again i'm tired of seeing him in these super serious roles or like you know i do love marvel and captain america and he is what what did they say america's ass as captain america did you watch the last avengers no come on brett i'm sorry get get in it what's watch the avengers i think i mean i've seen it i don't remember that quote it's like there's like a whole it's a whole part about so him no, being America's doing ass. The, doing the move, just do the movie quotes. Um. Anyways, <laughs> I just want to see Chris Evans as like some funny, romantic comedy lead again. Like, put him in something. Like, where's what's his face? Who's Judd Apatow? Throw him in one of those. I'm ready for it. A Judd Apatow. Yeah, rom-com. I want to see Chris Evans. Like as, Chris and Judd are our buddies, and, and like he's like friends. He's like the hot friend with like all the stoners with like Seth Rogen and like Jonah Hill. Like oh, he's is, like the hot a, friend. A very expensive I'm about movie. To, very I'm gonna quickly. write this movie. I'm okay. gonna write it. Randy would watch. Screenplays gonna be my new hobby because matchmaking is, is done. <laughs> <laughs> Out on matchmaking. I'm gonna start charging you guys like two dollars per post just to because it's str- it was stressful. Ooh. <laughs> is that is, is that your shower thought? Yeah, just I want to see Chris Evans make me laugh again. That's it. I'm not even like a big Chris Evans girl either. Like if we're talking say, Chris Avengers, Evans is a little scrawny for if you. If we're right? talking Avengers, like we all know, I'm a Thor girl. Like we know. Yeah, that's that's. If we're talking I mean, superheroes all day. We're going Superman and Thor. Like Henry Cavill, Chris Hemsworth. Those are my guys. I do. I just think that Chris Hemsworth is so funny and he's so good in those roles, and I just want to see him do it again. Do you mean like uh, Vince Vaughn back in that stuff? God, I feel like Vince Vaughn has aged out of that, though. He's, like, old yeah, now. Yeah, he is old. He yeah. can't come back in and, like, do Wedding Crashers. It's like, we love you. They do have Wedding Crashers, too. In the, I know, in the, but, uh, but I feel I mean, like they're too old now for every, that. Like, is it going to be as funny that he's, like, old? How old I hope so. Like, I'm going to guess can't... 54. I'm going to guess 57. That's old. 50. Oh, shit. He isn't even that old. <laughs> I take it all back. I'm sorry, Vince. Is 50, Vince. 50 is rom-comable, right? Yeah, he could totally be rom-comable at 50. Okay. Wow. Wow. I'm so sorry, Vince Vaughn. If you're listening, I did not mean to call you You put seven old. years on his ass. I did. If someone did that to me, they would be catching hands. It's like calling you 30. I'm not 30. What's today? The, the third? Nobody likes you when you're 23, though. No one liked me when I was 22 either. So it's a Blink 82 reference. I know everybody knows that. Okay, sorry, off topic. Brett, what's your shower thought? Uh, I I was I was trying to rack my brain here. I don't really have I I I have thoughts on a certain recent event that I I won't get into on this podcast. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, but um, I had a shower thought where 
I'm going to Park City in a couple of weeks. Oh, is that your solo trip? That's my solo trip. That's just you booked with, it with my buddy Dan. So, so it's, it's not, not a, it's solo not a solo trip. trip. I booked it. I went. I went freaked it. Where's um, Park City? Utah. Utah. I've never been there. I'm just excited about that. I just that's all my shower thoughts are these days is thinking about skiing, fucking power. And opera skiing. And opera shredding the gnar. Shredding gnar. Is that snowboarding? Uh, that, that's really just any any, any snow so the activity. The gnar is the snow. Yeah, with oh. a G, gnar. Yeah, where does that come from? Do we know the origin? Um, can I use it in a sentence? Yeah. Um, I think it's like gnarly. Like that was gnarly, bro. Okay, so you're shredding the gnarly. That doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't, I don't understand any of this. I've never been skiing or snowboarding. I was a big like all inclusive Mexico resort family growing up. Still, still do that. So I've never been to the, the snow. Well, I have, but not like to ski. I'm just I'm very excited for the. Uh, I'm excited for you for the state I'm going to have at the Stein Erickson Lodge. <laughs> which is the bougiest how thing many ever espresso martinis are you going to have uh, the, first the night? limit does not exist on espresso martinis and i'll just i'll tell you right now it is a you have the very, look in your eyes is very scary right it is now. a very bad Fire weekend there a very bad weekend to be a scallop in the park city area a scallop a sea scallop you're going to eat sea scallops in a landlocked state yeah <laughs> Seems kind of weird. It's Park City. Off. It's not fucking. I know, but I really am El Paso. only like a sea seafood person. If no, I'm no like offense, at El Paso. the beach. El Paso is closer to the ocean than than Park City is. Uh, could be, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that uh, the nice establishments of Park City know what they're doing. In terms, I, of I understand, but it does that just didn't make sense to me. I would have wanted you to say like, like something like a. Pot, not a pot roast, like a short rib. That would have made sense to me. Okay, like a bison burger. Yeah, because that, real in tune that with my... to me was like ski lodge food, but I don't know. But scallops are like just so far from what well, I was expecting. You don't have you the scallop say. at the ski lodge, Kayla. At the ski lodge, you have French fries. Everybody oh. knows ski lodge French fries know. are the best. I've never been to a ski lodge. Golly! Can I come to Park City? What what no. day are you going? I won't. I'll, you won't even know I'm there. <laughs> I'll just be quiet in the background the whole time. I'm going the 18th. Oh, okay. Oh, St. Patty's Day weekend. It's a bad, bad day to be an Irish car bomb at the ski lodge. Which I've looked into, and uh, you probably shouldn't say Irish car bombs at an Irish uh, restaurant. Actually, no. I've not. Not only have I looked into Irish restaurants, though. Irish pub. I can't even think about an Irish car bomb right now. I. My yep. dad's birthday is like St. Patrick's Day weekend, and a few years ago we threw on like a St. Patty's Day birthday party, and I was like, "Let's do Irish car bombs." So we went and bought all this stuff, and like, no one in my family had really had them before, and we were yeah. just ripping them, and it was terrible. So it was terrible. Don't say PTSD. Don't say Irish car bomb at an Irish pub because it it's a NRA Northern Ireland like the the whole fighting thing terrorism. Okay. Just saying. PSA. Okay. Whatever you say. That does it for the mail-in this week, Kayla. Do you have fun? I had a great time. Here's what you can do. Subscribe, rate uh, five stars, and review this podcast. And tell a friend about it. We have fun here. The hotline to uh, send in a voicemail is 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in our Twitter bio at MailInPodcast. We'll see you next week. See ya. Until we meet again. Goodbye.